Hello. Hello. We are back with another week of The Bachelor, and we are the Rosettes. We are, as far as we know, the only mother-daughter Bachelor podcast out there. I'm Ariel. I'm the daughter. I'm Marsha. I'm the mother. So, <clears throat> oh, welcome. Welcome, yeah. And we're very excited to be back. Our episode is going out a little late this week, unfortunately, just because we've been really busy this week. Yeah, Ariel's back at school, and school is demanding. Yeah, but um, we just finished watching the episodes. It took it took me like three different days of watching to finally finish it. so dang so, long. I know, gosh. <laughs> Who knew that it took two, two hours every week for two months to find the love of your life? <laughs> I mean, they're riveting, but they're long. Yeah, I, I love the show. Yeah, I mean, I have to wake up early, early in the morning to watch sometimes just because I have to go to work, I just have to do when I get home at night. And, mm-hmm. But I love that. I'm excited when, I, when my alarm goes off at 545. I'm like, oh, I get to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> um, it's but, much better than having than when the alarm goes off at 545 and I have to go to the gym. Yeah. It's like Bachelor's way better than way the gym. Way better than the gym. And just as exhausting. <laughs> That's true. Anywho, we're in Thailand. Yeah, we're in Thailand. Also, this past week, Becca Martinez from oh, Ari Bachelor season news. had her baby. That's the only news that I is think that is happening Is that the only big Bachelor week. news? Or yeah. Right? Oh, but that... That's the only one I really care about, though, too. Because oh. I've been waiting for Becca to have her baby so long. I love Becca. That baby is so beautiful. I know. Little She's girl. So it's a little cute. girl. And I saw today on Instagram that they haven't named her. Well, maybe they've named her, but she hasn't shared yet. Uh, yeah, I saw in a comment that they didn't name the baby immediately because um, they didn't know what gender it was going to be. And they didn't know what her personality was going to be like. Yeah. And I totally get that. So um, they said that uh, they, I read in a comment that she's waiting to share it, but that it took them a couple days to think yeah. of a name. But truth be told, when I, the both times I was pregnant, the personality of the children was emerging before they were born. Weirdly, you know, maybe not enough to name them what based on their personality, but definitely they were different and they were unique and they're still kind of exhibiting the same traits. Anyways, <laughs> congratulations, um, Becca Martinez. We're so excited to see your little baby grow up. And I don't know his name. The non-bachelor boyfriend. Right. Pipio or whatever his Instagram, his Instagram handle. Yeah, Who I don't knows know what his real name. name is. He seems like a nice guy. Um, but yeah, so we're in Thailand this week. Um, um, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Khao Lak Thailand. K-H-A-O space L-A-K Thailand. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Super fun. So I feel like great. they've definitely been to Thailand before. Last year they were. Oh, with that's where they had their fantasy suites was in Thailand. Oh, that's why it feels so familiar. That's where Jason was on his really uncomfortable date with Becca when she deserted him she for was like, like three hours. <laughs> she was like, I can't see him in the house with our fence. Like, there's no fence in our house because we won't have a house. I'm like, <laughs> and he's why? Just sitting there he's smiling and happy on a, he's the hottest on this, one on, Like on a bench or on stairs somewhere. Yeah. And she's having a panic attack. And she's like... Behind just, a tree. I'm just going to pick the racist <laughs> instead. Um, anyways, so 
they're in Thailand, and they go to this really cool hotel, and Hannah G is like, I didn't even know hotels like this existed, even though just last week she was like, oh my god, he's the cutest butler I've ever seen. Hannah G just cannot decide if she wants to have a butler or never see a nice hotel. Like, Well, it's interesting. Huh? What, what do you mean you don't know hotels like this existed? I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, you know hotels exist. What is so profoundly special about this hotel? It's not like it's in an igloo or an outer space. Well, it was pretty, it was, like, they all had their own individual, like, yeah. cabins and it stuff. It was bungalow Yeah, like, bungalow-y. Yeah. But, all right, maybe she's from Alabama, too. Maybe they just don't have those <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, so a date card comes, and um, Kaylin reads it, and we find out that Heather finally gets a date. Oh, and then someone somewhere said, I didn't see that. So Heather gets a date card, and someone somewhere says, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Which I was like, what the heck? What, did you, what do you mean they didn't see that coming? Yeah, isn't that weird? I wrote <laughs> them the same thing. I don't know coming. who said it. Someone, I said someone, because I don't think you can see them on the camera. Kaylin, so Kaylin reads the date card. Yeah. And Nicole looks livid. The date card says, Heather, let's experience something new. Okay. This is a mess. <laughs> um, but Nicole looks livid that Heather got the date, and like she just looks so mad. But her pink tassel earrings are super, super cute. Nicole's? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember those. They were super cute. Anyways, um, it oh. shows, like, Heather, like, brushing her teeth before she's going on her date, and she's like, they might as well have just been showing her making out the back of her hand, because of all the different <laughs> stuff she was doing. She was, like, brushing her teeth, like, checking her mouth in the mirror and stuff. Also take note that Elise looks livid, also. Oh, yeah. That's Did I not write that down? Um, but yeah, so they, a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of girls look mad. Heather says, I appreciate how understanding he was, and I'm excited to show him more of me because I know he's looking for a wife, and maybe I'll get kissed. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> you're, you've never been kissed, and you want to, you think you can marry him? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of backward. She says, I'm so, so, so excited. And they meet up for the date, and I think she jumps on him and hugs him. She has him. a big leg wrap, yeah. Yeah. And, and well, her legs no... are like, her legs are like 15 feet long, so the yeah. leg wrap is like especially memorable. It's like, oh. <laughs> and there's no wifey music playing at mm-hmm. all, and there's no music at all playing. There's very little music the whole day. And you're like, you're like, oh, this is really awkward. Mm-hmm. There's no wifey music. It's, it's weird how much that, how much of a difference that a makes. huge deal, yeah. yeah. Because um, I was talking with my friend Shannon today about Heather's date, and um, I was like, a bunch of the date just felt really cringy to me. And she was like, that's just because there was no music playing. Like, it was a big part of it. Yeah, and, and it all... makes it feel cringier than it is. And just their interactions, and you know, they, the producers have a big part in this, but their interactions were just so, oh, I'm having fun. Oh, I'm having fun too. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Yes, that's great. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm so happy to be with you. It was just... Yeah. Mm, meh. To the max. Um, and she and Thailand are both so pretty. That's what I wrote yes, down. <laughs> that's true. They're both gorgeous, and they take a boat they tour. They take a boat ride. And what yeah. I wrote down in my notes is, as they're on their boat going out to their floating city, I said it looks like... Pandora. Um, that's what I said, too. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's, it's, I said that, It looks like Avatar, basically, dash Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that a little further down. That's funny. <laughs> it looks Pandora. Yeah. Except without the big flying creatures and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but the, okay, what's next? Let's see. Oh, so, um, she, it goes back to the hotel and Elise is stressing. And we also stressing. see that Kerpa broke her face and we don't really know yeah, why. Yeah, Kerpa has a big band-aid on her chin. Turns out she got the stitches. Episode. Yeah, apparently there was a deleted scene at some point that, you know, Bachelor Instagram or Twitter or something posted showing that she was, she fell on a bunch of wet rocks, like when she first got there. And she cut her, she sprained her arm and she cut her chin open big time and she had to go to the doctor and she got four stitches on her chin. Oh. So it's a legitimate owie. And a grody. So she had. I mean, Colton's not going to pick her, but could you imagine if she shows up to engagements and her chin's like <laughs> well, broken? I actually think she's going to be around for a couple more episodes. I mean, I wrote her well, off a long time episode, ago. Well, after this episode, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just have a feeling about her that she's going to last one or two more episodes. I don't, I don't think she'll make it to the final four or anything, but no. I really like her. Okay, let's see. Um, but Elise so is Elise, stressing. Yeah, she says she has a knot in her stomach or a pit in her stomach or something like that. And that it's hard to be in a place that's so romantic, um, and it seems like the most romantic city in the world, but then not spend any time with him. And yeah. that this is really tearing her apart. She recollects that she had the most perfect date of her life, but now her heart is broken and reality is hitting home. Oh, and my 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 quote of the week is pretty early in the episode. Oh, okay. What's your quote? My of quote of the week is: "You're given a cookie, then you go back a couple steps." <laughs> and she's obviously in so much pain when she says yeah, this, so it made it hard to like think it was funny, but it was funny. And she was calling. I also liked it because she was calling out the producers on how they're basically treating them all like puppies. Yeah. And I, I think it was her subtle way of calling that out. Yeah. And they showed her, like, on this sort of daybed thing, I guess, at the hotel, kind of jungly beautiful, looking off in the distance and so thoughtful and stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then it goes back to <clears throat> Heather's date, and they go to the floating city. They're doing some shopping and just exploring the city, and there's not a whole lot of music, which makes a whole lot of, like, a whole lot of mm-hmm. difference to it. Like, it's this crazy but she tries on a tourist tank top and it looked like something you'd get in like new york or something that said like i love nyc but or it was Tijuana or yeah it was like just a cheesy shirt and she and tries it, was... it on and she's like oh my god this is so thailand and colton's <laughs> like oh yeah definitely and i was like uh no it's not that's any tourist location well i'm sort of surprised it fits her given how ginormously tall she is and how normal people, not not to mention the kind of local Thailand people, are probably smaller than she is. On well, average. it's a tourist tank top. It's not made for yeah, but still, she's locals. super tall. Yeah, she's also super skinny, so I she think is. It, she <laughs> that evens out a little bit. But anyways, irrelevant. Um, it doesn't feel like a whole lot of chemistry, but again, no. I think it's just because of the music. Yeah, well, partly for sure. Well, I think it's fifty fifty. I think it's the music and just the fact that they're just. Not saying anything relevant. We're not seeing them say anything Well, that's relevant. true. That's true. Um, but it does, they're eating food together, and then it, like, they try, they're trying to amp up, like, the sexual tension between the two. Well, and the imminent kiss. Yeah, and they, they, like, zoom in on Colton's face while he's eating, and lips. he's, like, smiling and licking his lips. It's gross. And it's really, really gross. And um, well, they keep trying to make us think that they're going to kiss, and they just they never, never do. do. 
Well, and what about the thing with the shell? So they have they they are in the market walking around. There's a conch shell or whatever kind of shell it oh, is. Oh yeah, and they listen to it. And they listen to it. And Colton says, "This is the sound of hope." And she listens to it, and her face is like trying to figure out what the heck he just said. Like, did he just insult me? Should I smile? I'll smile because the cameras. I'll smile. <laughs> And it's just so awkward. And and at that point, I thought, oh, my gosh, please don't make fun of her first kiss. Please don't do that. Yeah. And I was kind of, that just made me uncomfortable. And then they saw the monkeys, and he said, do you blow kisses? Oh, yeah. And she's like, well, yeah. Duh. And I'm like, oh, no, please don't let this, like, devolve into some sort of parody of her situation. I didn't not- think he was making fun of her. I think that the way that it was... I think he was genuinely just not wanting to make her feel uncomfortable. The sound of hope thing, though. The blow kisses, I can get. That's just funny. But the sound of hope was weird. Oh, I didn't he also doesn't that. seem very smart. So I think that was just him being weird and dumb. All right, maybe. But because um, Colton doesn't doubt. seem very like a, no, he's like not he's, nasty. He's not a mean person. No, I don't no. think. Yeah. So she basically says, "Listen, I'm not going to tell him to kiss me, but like body language should tell him." And then she keeps like trying to do her body language thing to get him to kiss her, and that just never happens. And they're sitting on a pier. They're sitting on the dock, yeah. The or pier. a dock, yeah. And they're, um, Colton's like, the trees, the greenery, it's, uh, it's really amazing. And she's like, That's... yeah, it's amazing. That's what I wrote to you. The rocks and the greenery are special. <laughs> and I had a flashback to when they were in Singapore, and he said, the buildings and the lights. <laughs> so, I think you need to refer to your vocabulary, there, <laughs> You're getting a little uh, weak on the... Descriptive word. <laughs> and um, they basically say that they couldn't be happier or happier. Um, and you think they're going to kiss because they're in a beautiful, sunsetty, romantic space. But no. Meanwhile, back at the hotel, the date card comes. And Elise, we cut to Elise also feeling really stressed about the date card. You know, she's, she knows she's not going to get another one-on-one, but she's hoping for one. She said she wonders if, you know, you know, does he still feel the same way I feel? Does he still feel strongly or has he lost interest? I don't know how to react. So the date card comes and Tasha um, reads it. Um, the recipients of the date. It's everyone but Cassie. Yep, everyone but Cassie. And, and Cassie's stoked because prior to this, Cassie was talking about how much or how badly she wanted a date because she really does like him and like the chemistry, but she feels like she needs that time to kind of connect with him. Mm-hmm. And she's ecstatic. She says, after the date card is read, she says it's the best feeling in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And then... Meanwhile, Elisa's sad. And, and they're both... But sucks. they both cry. Cassie's, like, yeah. happy crying, and then Elisa's sad crying, and it's yeah. a really sad contrast. It's a bummer. But um, then they're at Heather's one-on-one date dinner. Night date! And um, she tells him that she... Like, try to date a guy casually who, like, seemed really good on paper. And her friends were all encouraging her to date him because they thought he was perfect for her. Yeah, and she, like, stayed with him for eight months, but eight they never months. kissed. Because she just wasn't vibing him. But that is a long time. Really? How is that a thing? Did he know they were dating? Because I feel like if he, if they both were dating and they both knew they were dating, that there would have been they some went on kissing. Dates. Yeah, but also, I don't know. I know she comes, she went to a super Christian university. She went to the same university as Cassie. Yeah. Biola, super Christian university, and they all have to, like, sign a pact that they're not going to drink 
or have sex or be gay, which is all those which are sort of horrible. problematic. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they're young, their parent, you know, who knows why they chose to go to that university. Maybe they didn't really choose that. Maybe that was expected of them, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that might explain why she never kissed this guy of eight months. Maybe he was under the same, same thing. Burden of, heavy burden to wear of <laughs> promising not to be promiscuous even in the most minor way with anyone. I mean. Yeah. But the whole thing's weird. And it was, I thought it was interesting how she mentioned that, like, this guy seemed good on paper, but, like, in actuality, she just wasn't vibing him. Because that's, well, like, that's, that's a legitimate, legitimate thing. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's a thing that kind of just, like... You can look great to the outside world, but when you get to really know that person, they don't click with you. Those kinds of people are often boring, I feel like. Oh, and those sorts of people sometimes hide stuff that you don't expect. Yeah. You just never know. So you just have to trust your gut. Just because they sound or look good on paper doesn't mean that you have to commit to them. And good for her that she, you know, did not succumb to her friend's pressure and just made the decision that this guy wasn't for her. That's yeah. great. I think that's awesome. Um, and then Colton talks about how he's not uncomfortable, or I think this is an off-camera thing, but he says that he's not uncomfortable, or maybe he says it to her face. He says to her face that he has that he's, a cons- he's concerned that he's about he's concerned. This. Yeah, he's like, this doesn't make me feel uncomfortable, but it does make me feel concerned, because I just want to make sure we're on the same page the same as far page, as our relationship yeah. goes. Um, and she's like, yeah, for sure. I definitely want to move forward with you. She wasn't really waiting for any special amazing thing or moment or person, but it just didn't work out that way. And she's ready. And, you know, she's basically saying, please kiss me. Yeah. Without saying it. He's like, well, cool. I want to share more first with you. Yeah. And then he gives her the rose. And, um, the rose. Cause he's, a good, he's like, he's a let's gentleman. go for a walk. And we're all like, oh, finally. Finally. She's like, for sure. Yeah. And uh, soup's awk. That's the exact phrase that I wrote in my notes. Soup's awk. Soup's awk. Um, super awkward. And what do you uh, think of what she's wearing? She's got. This, I don't remember what she was wearing. She's got this. I watched white, this three days ago. White t-shirt dress. I'm. Well, I wrote it down because I was interested. In oh, it. It's like a white t-shirt. You could dress. really see her um, pelvic yeah, bones through her skinniness. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a very. I mean, it she's was very beautiful. modest. It was modest, and it was. It wasn't too. I don't know. Didn't it was look boring. expensive. But I commend her for just sort of looking natural and lovely on this date, you know. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't my favorite or anything. I just thought she looked really natural and comfortable in what she was wearing. The fireworks go off and... Uh, they, did you jump when they went off? No. I did. It was so loud. I was like, crap, because I, I, I was expecting them, but I was expecting like the romantic music and stuff before, but it was silent. And they're just both there on the beach and... And one of them says, what are those lights out there? I don't know, boats? And they're probably like, and then all of a sudden, bam, there's loud explosions. And they both jump, and I jumped. I didn't jump. (laughs) And then it was like three or four seconds after that, the romantic music cued in when they actually kissed. They finally kissed. But she was also, like, giggling while she was making out with him. Which makes me believe that maybe she really has never been kissed, and this was a special experience for her. Yeah, but laughing during it, I mean. Well, and then she said, you know, like, I expected. Feel fireworks. Yeah, I expected again. butterflies and fireworks and excitement. And I actually got literal fireworks, which is really cool. I thought it was sweet. 
Um, and then it changed her title from Heather Never Been Kissed to Heather Has Been Kissed, <laughs> which yes. was pretty funny. So when her. she ends up in paradise, I wonder if they're going to keep that. Probably. <laughs> That's funny. But um, it was cute. I mean, the I mean, they really have no, like, viable, feelable connection. But he yeah. Was, but, you know, we knew that this had to happen because that was her whole story arc. At some point, she's going to have to get kissed. And he took her to a beautiful place and gave her a beautiful kiss. And But Colton also, um, he also said that it was a really magical experience for him the whole evening and that it was a, an amazing date. Like, he kept going on and on about how amazing the date was. And we didn't really see any of that amazing stuff. It didn't seem like that to us. But, but I think that was just a bad edit because they wanted to, like, amp up the awkwardness of yeah. them not kissing. But I feel like several women have much more chemistry than she does with him. I, I do, too. But I don't think saying that she has no zero, like, chemistry All with right. him is fair. All right. I, mean, I think that was just a bad edit. Maybe. Okay. Fair enough. I, but I don't think she's going to last more than a couple weeks. I think she'll outlast Oniega and McPole and maybe Sydney. But I think that's about as far as she goes. Yeah. I like her. I think she's got a ticket to paradise if she wants to take it. I think so, too, um, which is why I just said that. It, uh, Colton says, nothing can bring me down, because that's how good that he thinks his date went. And then it goes back to Elise at the hotel, and you're like, oop, this will bring you down. And she's doing her hair and makeup, and she looks gorgeous, and the girls um, think that Heather won't come back, um, and they're talking about that and stuff. And I think Elise is kind of hoping for that, too. Um, but then Heather does come back, and Elise goes, like... She says she feels gutted. Yeah, she's like, wow, and she gives her the side eye, and she's like, glad you had a good one. Like, it's it's very, very um, passive-aggressive. She goes, like, uh, she gives her a side eye, she's like, I'm glad you had a good one-on-one. Like, that's cool. But obviously she's not glad that she had a good one-on-one. When she gets up to leave the room, all the other girls are like, what? What's happening? I don't understand. And she leaves without telling them what she's doing. And also, Hannah B., her skin was a mess. Not to oh, be yeah. mean, but she was... She, she's having some trouble last episode, too. She's having some skin pro- like trouble, so I don't think humidity's like her thing. Well, also, when Heather gets home, she tells everyone that they went to a floating island instead of a floating city. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's like, well, don't all islands float? But Elise says that she wants um, the same joy that she had from her first date forever, um, and she's just not feeling that now. And then um, as she's leaving, one girl says, that's her statement dress. Like, something's going to go down. Yeah, somebody says that, and Demi says she's weirded out by the whole thing, because this just isn't what Elise, this Mm -hmm. isn't like her. Um, and her dress, it really is gorgeous. It's white and lacy and leggy. Hannah G hopes she's going to be okay. That's a very Hannah G thing to say. Yeah. Um, and she goes to Colton's room and, uh, she tells him that Singapore made her feel worse, despite the fact that he kept saying that it made him feel better. Um, and that she wants a real relationship and to know all the stupid, silly things about him and them together. Um, and that she, uh, she's, she's bummed that she can't just call Chris and ask him to, for a one-on-one every week. <laughs> for the next year. Yeah. 
She wants to know every silly thing about him. Holton says, with you, I'm really excited. She just wants the opportunity to be stupidly happy. Colton starts crying at this, too, when he's talking about their relationship. And she tells him that this isn't about jealousy or insecurity or anything, and that it it kills her that she is hurting him this way, and that she really was hoping that maybe she would get friend-zoned and that he'd be the one to be like, listen, I care about you as a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that didn't happen, so she's, like, really hating doing this. Well, he was really, Colton was sort of in the same position last year as she is right now, in that, you know, he really wanted assurance with Becca, and she wasn't really ready to do the whole hometown thing with him and stuff. I know it's a few episodes out, but... She went to his hometowns. I mean, the fantasy suites. So... You know, I just, I don't know, it just kind of felt a little bit the same, kind of like just... I didn't think so. Okay. I thought that it was just her not vibing this environment and deciding to leave. She says, I can't accept a proposal after only a few months of sharing you with other people, which is a completely valid yeah, reason very to rational. leave. Yeah, it's totally rational. Like, I mean, obviously she's... She's, she's self-aware enough to know that if by chance he does propose to her in a few weeks, that when it's all over and she goes home and watches the show back, she's going to be like, wait, you were, why did you choose me when you loved these other people or was had the same, better, same-ish connections with other people? She's just, you know, she has a rational response to the whole process. Yeah, and... On the other hand, she knew what she was getting into, you know, it's very confusing. Um, she feels bad that she can't give him what he wants and she likes him, but, um, she knows she doesn't feel as strongly as the other girls there. And she basically tells him how strongly everyone else feels. Mm -hmm. And she tells him that she has to leave. And his response is, no, you don't. You don't have to leave. Basically saying, why are you giving up on us? You know, everybody quits on me. Why is this? It's, it kind of goes back to his daddy issues again, I think. It's like, he's so concerned about um failure and how other people will see him i don't know it's so sad yeah um i think it he does kind of have i I think he feels abandoned too yeah but some he's got some problems she she leaves and um, tells him that it would be unauthentic for her to say that she cares about him if she can't even accept a proposal and then still stay. And she tells him that she doesn't want to do this, but she does want him to be happy. Um, And that's the motivation behind her leaving. She says, I have to leave. I just hate freaking saying it. Um, So she leaves and it's really sad. And as she's leaving um, after Colton's gone, she says, um, that was a stupid mistake. I regret, like, I regret this. How stupid am I for leaving? I'm pissed at myself. I'm disgusted and heartbroken. Yeah. Why but, did, then why did she do it? I don't... But here's the thing. is The way that it was edited made it seem like she was talking about her choice of leaving the show. But I kind of think she's talking about, she thinks she made a mistake coming on the show in the first place. And putting herself in this environment where she's dating other people. Maybe. I don't think it's um, her saying she regrets leaving at all. Because I think she regrets more having to date him with someone else. Why why would that be weird? Um, 
it would just be weird for her to do this and then suddenly turn around two seconds later and say, I'm so stupid. Why did I do this? I think your reasoning is yeah. correct. Yeah, or but I think, I think more, I think the way they edited it made it seem like, um, they wanted people to think that she was saying that she already regretted leaving. I think she's very self-aware of the fact that this is a show, like a reality show. Yeah. And she talks about, in little ways, like with the cookie comment and now this, she talks about how it kind of sucks to be on a the reality show aspect of this whole experience. Um, I think which I thought was interesting. And also the way she talks about it is very smart, I think. I think, well, I wrote down here, but she's got this tattoo on her arm that's like three Chinese characters. I'm really fascinated by that and what it says. I hope if she goes to paradise, they'll address that. <laughs> I really wanted, well, okay. okay. I really wanted her for Bachelorette. I thought she'd be a great Bachelorette, but I think she probably blew her chance by leaving this early. I think maybe yeah, if she I had pulled so the same, you know, the same deal two episodes from now, that might have been more understandable. This thing was just so just confusing. I don't think that it would work out two episodes from now either, though, if it was for the same reasoning, because it would, I think it would come off as, or some people would see it as it being hypocritical that she would say, I can't make a commitment to you when you're seeing other women and then be the bachelorette and have to see other, a bunch of people at once and then make a commitment to one. But I agree that I think she would have been a great bachelorette. Yeah, but she. she'd be in control. It wouldn't be like... Yeah, but it's still, she'd still be putting other people in that position. Okay. Um, Once she's gone, they have a little ITM moment with Colton, and he says for like the 17th time this season, this is my worst nightmare. <laughs> he has a lot of worst nightmares, yeah. I gotta tell you. But I understand what he's saying. He's afraid of getting to the end of this and having this same thing happen. He has a fear of people giving up on him. And not wanting him at the end. Yeah. Which is so sad. And so silly. Because he's a very, he's a desirable, lovely man. Yeah. Um, then it goes back to the, uh, the vlog the next oh, day. Oh, gosh. I wrote monkey vlog. I don't know why I wrote that. Maybe he, I think he looks like a monkey in it. Maybe. Uh, he, but he does a, he does a, a like a, Jordan model pose while he's doing his vlog and he like he looks it's just because he looks stressed but the way he's holding his face when he's stressed makes him look like he's trying to do like blue steel male model (laughs) Jordan edition um but yeah so he does a vlog talking about how uh it's the day after his date with Heather and uh Elise leaving Elise yeah he says, a side of me is afraid I will be told I'm not enough again. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Which, yeah. I mean, really how sad. did this happen to this wonderful man? I mean, what, I just, I think it's a daddy issue thing. I think it's a daddy issue thing, I mean, too. when we saw him on Hometown, you're right, he was in Hometowns back in Becca's season, and we saw his dad and him, it was like, I handled it like a man, dad, I handled it like a man. And it just seems like... <sighs> Yeah, his dad didn't seem very kind. Or he never feels like either. he's enough, and that's just so unfortunate. It really breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, but then it's time for the group date, and they go to Cowlock Jungle, mm-hmm. and their date is to trek through the jungle with um, Joe, who is raised in the jungle. Jungle Joe. 
and Jungle Grocery Store Joe, perhaps. Yes, Jungle Joe, but in the same in the same way, he has to provide provide food, food for, people. for people. Yeah. <laughs> so he is. He's Grocery Store Joe, Joe of the Jungle, jungle. Joe. Grocery Store Jungle Joe. And they show all the girls in like a little safari truck going out to meet Jungle Joe and. Um, Dummy's braids are so cute. Yeah, and they all have like these little safari costumes on that are pretty. They look like they match really closely. I don't think these girls packed these clothes in their bags. I think they were gifted these clothes as part of the jungle experience. But they look pretty badass. And in this instance, I wrote down. I don't. I forgot about this, but I wrote down that Sydney gets to him first when they get to the jungle. Okay. Um, and. It shows Jungle Jungle Joe um, hitting a tree to get water, and Colin goes and drinks it. Um, and it's like an episode of Survivor, but he goes down and he sips the water from the tree, and he's like, he looks at Jungle Joe, and he like as if Jungle Joe doesn't already know this, and says, "Yep, that's uh, that's water." <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Colton, you're a genius. Kaylin, who we haven't seen very much of at all this episode, has a little aside. Where she says, well, the best case scenario is I get extra time with Colton. And the worst case scenario is I'm covered completely with spiders and snakes. <laughs> okay. Which is a, you know, a front runner for quote of the night. But I don't think that's quite. <laughs> uh, also, I think the worst thing that could happen is she could get bit by one of those things. Yeah. But anyways. Um, Colton wants his wife to be able to go on adventures and be, you know, have explorations and have fun. Also, they made Hannah B. Lecter smell elephant poop. Oh, yes. That was hilarious. I like anything that makes Hannah B. Lecter feel uncomfortable. Well, yeah, Lecter was pretty brave on the... Yeah, I mean, he said, when, when, this is elephant poop, when it is dry, we can make fire. And he, yeah, holds it up to her nose, and she's like, okay. (laughs) But she was pretty game the whole time. I'm still not a huge fan, but at least, you know. Um, But Colton, uh, I had it, while we're talking about Hannah, while we're talking about Lecter, Lecter mess, she says the most dangerous animal in the jungle is Hannah Beast. (laughs) Please, Please stop with the Hannah Beast already. We're just also, call you she Hannah always B. talks about herself in third person. I know. It's just like, <laughs> like you're really obsessed with yourself, Lecter. Shush. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, so they're just doing a bunch of gross jungle things, and then they divide up into teams, and they have. Well, before to... that, don't don't forget the bug thing, right? Joe's showing them what protein in the jungle is like in anticipation of their. Oh yeah. In anticipation of their contest that's coming up. This is what protein is. This is what you can eat. You can eat these bugs. And so Hannah B. Lecter. A bunch of them eat the bugs. No, no. There's two people that eat the bugs. It's Colton and Hannah B. Lecter. And Hannah B. Lecter puts it in her mouth and swallows it. And Colton pretends to. And then Colton's like, did you eat that bug? And she's all, yeah. No, I think other people, they, no, just no, that's, looked, they just focused on that. Well, maybe, but that's not what I saw. Because then he talks about how um, uh, all the stuff that all the women are doing right after. Yeah, but at that point, I think she's the only one that eats the bug. I think because, Nicole ate a bug, too. Well, no, let me let me continue. Okay. So, he pretend, he supposedly they show both of them eating bugs. And Hannah B. Lecter really eats the bug. And Colton says... You ate the bug? 
She says, yeah, didn't you I read the book? I do remember seeing that, but I'm pretty sure other girls And he says, he says, no, yes. I threw my bug away. I do remember the scene. I remember that happening, but I think that... Okay, well, that it didn't show Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, so... Nicole pulls, like, an eel out of a hole or something. I'm like, what the hell? What are you doing? You and then, killed. You and then get Col- eaten by whatever's in that hole. Then Colton... Um, like, is holding a snake, and apparently another one of his biggest fears is snakes, and, um, One of his greatest fears, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I'm just, he's just like, I'm just terrified of snakes, and then he's holding the snake, and then the snake pees on him. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> it's pee! And then he, like, basically throws the snake at the girls, and, <laughs> like, like a, runs away. Specifically at Katie, and Katie's like, it is pee! <laughs> and then he runs away like a little girl, ah! And then he says, um, this one's... <laughs> This one's another one of the quotes that I liked. He was like, I didn't conquer my fear, but I attempted to hold it, and that counts. That should count for something. Um, And then their quest is that they have to survive in the jungle for an hour. And Hannah G's like, Hannah, B, Demi, and I are all on the same team. Um, And we probably won't survive, but we'll have fun. (laughs) And um, Debbie double Hannah. Then Nicole, Tasha, and Katie are with Colton on a team, um, and a, the other girls are on a team together. We Sydney, don't really see them well, Sydney, Kerpa, Kaylin, and Onyeka are a team. Nicole, Colton, Katie, and Tasha, and Demi, Double Hannah. Yeah, um, but uh, let's see. Oh. Someone puts um, a slug in a towel to save it for the protein. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that's Onyeka. I didn't know that towels were so essential in jungle, jungle yeah, survival. That's a good point. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny that they were carrying around these towels. And they're collecting water and grubs and just all Just a this. bunch of, yeah, yeah, it was just a bunch of jungle stuff. And then, but then Demi, my fave, went, Jungle Joe wasn't very specific. Um, About and, the rules of this contest. Yeah, and... Uh, it's time to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. I hate that phrase, but okay. And they go to the hotel, and they drink champagne, <laughs> and then they bring back more champagne and um, food. And a bunch of cheeseburgers. Yeah. And a bunch of cheeseburgers later on. And they were, well, and they, they got on the little tram to go back. They showed him arriving at the hotel on the tram, and they're all so cute. They'll say, thank you to the driver, <laughs> and they'll hop off, and they go get their spoils of that lead to not quite victory, but at least um, a good a good television show. Yeah, and then, and, then, and then Demi says, the other girls can eat maggots. I'm having champagne. Yeah, yeah, that's what, I think that's my quote of the night. She said, these other ladies can suck maggots. Me, I'm drinking champagne. I think that's my quote of the night. Yeah, so. Oh, don't forget the, the tea- only, uh, yeah, that's, that okay. was my next thing, yeah. The only other thing that really matters from this date, besides Demi being great, is that Tasha makes the other girls on their team go and, like, get protein or something, whatever it is Like, that you guys doing. go off and go over there for a minute. <laughs> and then she takes Colton and she makes that with them. And then they come back and they're like, oof, well, this is a little bit awkward. And, um, but that that's an important moment because that really stood out to Colton, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out oh, yeah. later on. You know, you have stolen kisses in the jungle. It's pretty, that's going to be sort of hot. Um, and, and then, oh, and I have another quote. I like Hannah B, Hannah, Le- Hannah B. Lecter, one of my other favorite quotes of the evening. She says, we might have lost, but we really won. 
And then it goes to the nighttime part of the date. And before this, Cassie gets her date card. And yeah, yeah. The, the name of the hotel is the Robinson Club Cowlock. It looks like a really nice hotel, so just plugging the... <laughs> yeah, so Heather, re- Heather and Cassie are the only ones at the hotel. So Heather reads the date card to Cassie, and the date card says, I'm looking for love deeper than the sea. And Cassie gets all... <laughs> giggly and you know blushy and stuff and then um colton goes it's the night it's the nighttime by the date and colton says uh wasn't that the best shower of your life and demi goes yeah we had three girls in one shower at once but don't you get too excited too excited (laughs) i'm sure they were in a hurry just trying to get to the date and they were like oh we have to shower let's share yeah (laughs) but just, what is his obsession with showers? It's like, wasn't that the best shower of your life? I mean, he's like, he's into showers, In man. his defense, the sh- clip of him in the shower that they show is the same clip, and they just keep re-showing yeah, 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 it. Yeah, yeah, Well, they also have, they have one indoor clip of him, like, in Los Angeles, and then one outdoor clip of him that they keep showing yeah. over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, so a bunch of people are wearing red, which was fun, and I wrote down, Katie's so pretty, so she must have looked exceptionally pretty this date. I really like Demi's dress on this date. I think I don't remember she, the dress. it was the first time she wasn't wearing a Kohl's children's department dress. It was a two-piece yellow oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that was with cute. With a little midi. Yeah, that she looked cute. really pretty, yeah. and she had these really long statement earrings. Um, Onyeka had this, she looked beautiful, although she was hardly wearing anything. It looked like lingerie. It was like this little lace onesie oh yeah it was very booby but it wasn't low cut it was like a cutout booby it was super beautiful it was really pretty but i couldn't tell if it was like cocktail party appropriate. yeah i guess like, it wasn't a cocktail party but like yeah it looked like lingerie i mean she still looked really good yeah. i just i just noticed it is all i'm kind of saying tasia um, was beautiful and colton pulls tasia's side and he's like listen i really appreciate um you taking this so seriously and making me feel special and doing your part to, he's basically thanking her for doing things for him. Making him feel important. Yeah. Especially Um, after Elise's exit, he was kind of saying that. And Hannah was like, I want to show him what love, uh, love is like with Hannah. Cause she uses her, she talks in third person again. Um, and she tells, she pulls him aside and she tells him that she's falling in love with him. And I think this is, is this the first time someone says they're falling in love with yeah. him to mm-hmm. his face? Mm-hmm. He, oh, you know what? Erase. This is my favorite. This is my quote of the night. My quote of the night is when he sits down with Hannah B. Lecter and he says, you look like something out of a jungle magazine. <laughs> I look like something out of a jungle magazine. Does he subscribe? I'm like, wait, wait, what? Jungle magazine, Golden? Yeah, do you subscribe? What What kind of magazines are you reading, Golden? I don't really understand. And, um, so that was my favorite. And he appreciates that she says that. And um, well, Oh, and then they had their zombie apocalypse chat where... She said, she says something about I didn't a zombie. write down about this. I probably didn't find it interesting then. She says something about a zombie apocalypse, and then he says, Oh, I totally thought of that. I totally thought, who would I want in a zombie apocalypse situation? And she's like, Wait, are you saying, are you saying you want me? He says, Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's like so insecure and doesn't, she's like, 
She doesn't communicate. That's well not. At I all. didn't. I none of that conversation stood out enough to me to be important enough to write down. Well, so I, I thought it was that. funny. I mean, the whole the whole. I point, also hate zombies. So the whole point of that little conversation. Yes, she said, "I'm falling in love with you," but she just doesn't communicate or listen very well. She has a lot of trouble with normal interim conversations. She can get out like the big things she wants to say, but just like communicating on a basic level is, I think, a challenge for her. Yeah, but I guess. saying that, I don't despise her as much as I used to. I still don't like her. Anyways. Still um, wondering, I'm, Kirpa's chin is still on display. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> Anyways, um, Onyeka tells Demi that Elise told her, and this is very, very convenient that Elise told her this. Right and before she left. Right before she and left. And did you know Elise and Onyeka were the best friends in the house? <gasps> Who would have thought? <laughs> didn't, didn't want to see them together. Nope. But um, Onyeka tells Demi that Elise told her something um, about Nicole before she left. And uh, basically, um, she's looking for opportunities to leave Miami, according to... Onyeka. Onyeka's, yeah. So. And now she's just stirring the pot for yeah. no reason. It's, there's no, at this point in the game, there is no point No advantage. To, no advantage of stirring the pot. So, but, let me point this out. She tells this to Demi. Demi's no fool. Demi says, I definitely think you should talk to Colton about this. Because <laughs> Demi, Demi's smart. Demi says, ooh, two more I can pick off who aren't my favorites. <laughs> And, um, I guess Onyeka already told Colton? Let's see. I might, I think my notes are out of order. Well, yeah, so after Demi says, oh, go talk to Colton, Onyeka goes to Colton, and she says, Nicole said something very disrespectful about Chip Colton. And she said that she, the only reason she came on the show was so that she could get out of Miami basically. I, mean, I don't think your voice sounds anything like No, her. it doesn't, but that was her sort of attitude. Yeah. And, um... Elise was my Colton best friend says again. <laughs> Colton says again, um... Oh, this is this my, is my worst greatest nightmare. Fear. Yeah. <laughs> this is my greatest fear. And, um... Yeah. guy. He's so consumed with greatest fears. <laughs> he should... I don't know, get help or something. Yeah. But he confronts Nicole, and Nicole shuts it down pretty fast, and she's like... For this thing, for my intentions, or whatever. Yeah. And she also... Listen, I don't think that's true at all. I don't think this conversation even ever happened. No. And Tasha will tell us later it never happened. Yeah, and because... um, As we know from earlier in the season, Nicole has her autistic brother, who she just loves to death. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she would ever ever leave turn her back on Miami or move, family or move ma- far yeah. far enough away where she couldn't be with her brother. We've, we've never been given any indication that she would not want to be with her family and her brother. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to seek opportunity. I mean, every smart woman wants to seek opportunities that could take them new and exciting and you know, promising places. Yeah. And I think there's, there's nothing so many, wrong with that. I think that's why there's so many people that try to be on the show because I think a lot of women are kind of hopeless romantics, I think. And I think a lot of people go onto this show and they're like, it'd be really, really cool if I like fall in love and like 
get engaged and get a nice engagement ring and stuff. But also, if that doesn't work out, doing this would give me opportunities. Yeah, it'll help me travel. I can make new friends. I can travel. Even the people that are kicked off on their first night, they have some. St- they have a story to tell. Yeah, you know, and something to put on their resume. It's of course, it's about opportunities. Yeah, it's about all different kind of opportunities, and there's nothing wrong with that. And Onyeka tells all the other girls this while Nicole's talking to mm-hmm. Colton. And Tasha's like, uh, Onyeka, that's, like, that's weird because I was there for that conversation and that's not what was said. I think you misconstrued that. I love yeah. that she has such a good vocabulary, Tasha. <laughs> um, and she was like, all she was saying was that you need to take the opportunities that life gives you and make a change. And Nicole's, oh. Maybe Nicole is there. And she's like, I've been nothing but honest and kind. I don't know why you're spreading rumors about me. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, yeah. She talks to Onyeka. She's like, I don't know why you're spreading rumors about me. And then Onyeka goes, I wasn't spreading rumors. I was just telling Colton something that someone else told me. <laughs> like, okay. That's exactly the definition rumor. of spreading rumors. <laughs> and um, Tasha t- continues to be a good friend to Nicole, it seems like. And she... Um, defends her, and then she... He wants... She she takes her aside to comfort her. Yeah, and then she takes Nicole to the bar to kind of comfort her and take some time away for herself. And Demi goes, Rock on, Tasha. <laughs> oh, I didn't write that down. That's cute. Yeah, and I thought that was cute. Well, also, though, Demi knows that she, Demi's ready for this pot to be stirred. She's... Yeah. She is happy mm-hmm. that this drama's happening. Oh, yeah. She's, she has very little hand in this, but the hand she does have, she's thrilled to, yeah. <laughs> to encourage this drama. And but at this, and also at this point, Onyeka has a little aside where yeah. she says, "I am so sick of Nicole and her tears." Yeah, and she's holding a martini glass in it too. Right. And in in this little aside, I said that she looked like a movie villain, like oh yeah, I guess with her that. like martini mm-hmm. glass, and she's she's talking about how unpleased she is by Nicole's tears. She's <laughs> she's like holding her glass, and she's like. She's all she does is cry all the time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, well, that makes me wonder, is that why you're throwing her under the bus and telling this lie about her? Because you're tired of having to deal with her tears? Yeah. I mean, if that's the extent of your your viciousness, that's pretty petty. Yeah. Because Nicole's not going to win. You know, you know, Onyeka, that Nicole's not going to win this thing. You know that you and Nicole are going to be close to the next people going home. Why are you even doing this? Why don't you, if you're going to attack somebody, attack a, attack a front runner. Throw somebody under the bus who can benefit your cause. Yeah. Leave Nicole alone, unless you just don't like her tears. Um, Colton comes back and um, gives the group date rose to Hannah B. Hannah B. Lecter. Hannah B. Lecter gets the rose she because feels she she's dropped back. the love bomb. The love bomb, yeah. She feels she's back in the game. She's feeling good about herself and not not awful about herself like she has been lately. And that, frankly, is a better look on her than her sad look about herself. Sorry, those are our dogs. I think Jack's home, too. We think our brother's home. My brother's home. Yeah, he's not my brother. (laughs) That'd be weird. (laughs) It's time for Cassie's Cassie's day, but one more thing I have to say is that I loved Tasha's jumpsuit for the group. Oh, the red red one? Yeah. It was gorgeous. Um, But, yeah, so it's 
Cassie's date, which I've been waiting for forever. I love Cassie. And so is she. She's been waiting a whole <laughs> five weeks. I'm making my hand say five. You can't see me. <laughs> they meet up and um, they get on a boat to go out to their private island. Oh, yeah. And it's really sweet that they, he saved this date for her. I remember what I was going to say. He... I thought it was really, really sweet that they saved the state for her because she loves the ocean so much. And yeah. he basically tells her that. He's like, I remember how you told me how much you love the ocean and how much it makes you feel like home, so I really wanted to bring you on the water. Oh, I didn't hear that. That's nice. And um, she's like, oh my god, thank you. Yeah, the ocean does make me feel like home. Like, that's so sweet of you. And then he goes on to tell her how comfortable she makes them mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, they make they, out on the boat. They a make bunch. out on the boat. They're cuddling on the boat. Um, she says she has butterflies, but this time they're good butterflies, and this is like a dream. And um, I feel like they actually have a lot of chemistry, even though they're not doing a whole lot except making oh, out. Yeah, I mean, this looks but like they... the most boring date of all time. They go out to a I didn't think pile was... of sand. I There's nothing was... for them to do. But here's the thing. She really likes the ocean. So she likes swimming in the ocean. So we probably didn't see any of their conversation. Yeah. It was all about their making out, which is fine. Yeah. um, I can see they're crazy about each other, but... But I'm sure that they probably were talking. I don't think they were just making yeah, out in the ocean all day. Yeah, they just didn't And she said that and on she Instagram. Likes, yeah. She, she said on Instagram, by the way, we did, didn't do just make out. We just did other stuff, too. Yeah. Um, I didn't read her Instagram post. Yeah, I'm sure they talked about other stuff, too, and for someone who's a surfer and loves the beach and loves the ocean and stuff, this probably would be the perfect date for yeah. her, and I think that's why they saved this one for her. For me, it would be a nightmare date. It's <laughs> a pile of sand. Mom in the can't of the ocean. swim. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It just was like, ooh. I'd much rather walk around and market and go to a nice meal. and I would, too. You know, it just this just wasn't my kind of date. It looked really boring. But they looked very happy. So yeah. Go and them. For, for her, someone who was beach casual every rose ceremony. Yeah. Is, oh, really so. Um, this is a perfect date, I think. Mm-hmm. But, um. And I like Cassie. I'm not. I'm not criticizing Cassie at all. She seems like a lovely girl. Yeah. So anyways, as mom said, they have, they go toward, to their own island and, um, island is a pretty, pretty big term for what this yeah, is. It's, it's, it's just, it's smaller than a football field and it's like a patch of sand. It's like, it's like, it's like they took a, islands from cartoons. It's like they took, um, a submarine and they're like, okay, well we want to say this is a private island. So they float the submarine up close to the surface and then just cover it with sand. <laughs> yeah, that's how big it is. <laughs> that's how big it is. It's super small. Um, it's cliche desert island, but except without the one palm tree. But they are making out when they're alone on the island, and he's like grabbing her butt, and they're like really like he has major googly eyes. Yeah, and all the <laughs> it goes back to the hotel, and then for about five minutes, it's just all the girls talking about how obsessed Colton is with Cassie. Oh, yeah, they're all lamenting how they have no chance because he's in, you know, he's crazy about Cassie. So at blah, this blah, point, blah. I'm like, why do we even finish watching the season? Yeah. Like, he's gonna he's pick Cassie. Gotta pick he? Cassie if all these other girls. I mean, maybe feel... Hannah G. It's Cassie maybe. or Hannah G. Maybe, yeah. We see the. He's eagerly infatuated with yeah, her. Yeah, we see the preview of Hannah G at the end of the episode and making out with her. So I think those are the only two, really, that unless something totally unexpected happens. Yeah. And, um, it's, but it's so funny. It's like, they all know they, they, they he doesn't like them as much as 
she does. But and she's so insecure about it too, though. Well, wait. Let me add one more thing here. Tasha, though, too. If he, so you can you can go with your heart or your head, kind of like Ari did last season. If he's going to go with his head, he might just pick Tasha because there's something about her that he really respects and admires. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to go with just his gut and his heart and all those other parts, he's going to go with <laughs> one of the two blondes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then it goes back to the date and um, they basically both say that the date was perfect for both of them. They mm-hmm. they had the best day. Then they go to dinner. dinner. And their dinner looks like a Bachelor in Paradise set. Yeah, to- that's what I thought too. Totally. Yeah, and I was like, hold up, what, what, what was show are we watching? Yeah. Um, like they don't it was the exact same lamps that they hold, that they like hang up yeah, in, by the pool like, at, in Paradise. Yeah, those little like sort of the ones with the holes in them instead, yeah. the lantern ones. Um and Cassie was like, it, it it was fun. It was romantic. Andy's hot. Like, yeah. okay, those, those are your criteria. Like, she's like, on a scale of one to hot, he's hot. Yeah. I, I think, think she said that a couple episodes ago. I don't think that was this episode. I think, I think it was this episode. It's just that uh. they kept showing us in the previews. Um, I think, you know, having said that, I think sort of intellectually they're pretty equal. I think that they will be a good pair if they end up together. <laughs> um... But then she goes on to talk about her, I guess, her sob story, I guess. It's, it's not really a confusing. sob story. It's not much of a sob story. She, um, and after the news that came out about her this week, it makes more sense. But she talks about how, um. She's not a virgin. Yeah. She talks about the complications of, um, how her, how it's kind of opposite for her, but similar to his situation on the show where he had mm-hmm. to come out and talk about his virginity. He's, and he has to be sort of embarrassed or you know defending his virginity and oppositely she has to sort of be embarrassed or defending her not virginity yeah because um and to her super christian background she doesn't talk about her christian background though she just talks about how it's weird she she's not very eloquent about it she says well that could be edited too she says um yeah it's just weird for like my extended family to like know this and Yada yada, and um, she's like, "How do you deal with it?" And then they, he was just says that he's like, "Uh, I'm still kind of dealing with it. I'm figuring it out as I go." Yeah. Um, that that whole thing was just weird. I don't even know why she has to tell him. But that. it makes sense. It makes more sense now because oh, I do know why. Huh? I do know why because her reality shows on television too. Yeah. So she was, for, if you don't know this, she was in a reality show, um, at her university, Biola, and she graduated a couple years ago, um, and now she's getting her master's, but the show is just now, like, season two of the show is just now airing, um, and so because of this show and the person she was dating on the show, um... She's kind of having to come out. And, and that's good. I mean, she's not it. trying to hide anything. She, yeah. She feels compelled to have to share with him what her background is. And she probably told him the whole thing, but the Bachelor like, editing crew didn't Y'all can't show watch other reality T V shows. Right? Yeah. So it was from our point of view it was very confusing. But probably from his point of view and their mutual level of communication talent. Throughout the day. Yeah. They 
they, I'm sure they probably understand. They seem to understand each other and click very well. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what that was all about. And he tell they make out in his bed, and then he tells her that he is crazy about her. Oh, and of course he gives her the rose in some in there somewhere. Yeah, and so he might as well just tell her that he's in love with her. I feel right. like in Bachelor world, telling someone that you're crazy yeah. about them and is pretty much the same as telling you you look. Well, he's he has said encouraging things to the other some of the other girls. I think he told Elise he was excited about their. He told somebody I'm excited about her future. You know, he says encouraging things, but he's never said anything with the amount of enthusiasm, enthusiasm and sincerity as when he said, I'm crazy I'm about crazy you. I'm crazy about you. Cassie, I'm crazy about you. So then it and goes. And then she says, he's crazy about me. <laughs> she's super pretty. She, yeah. She's very likable. She's bland. You know. I like her. I think I she's like cute. Too. I think she's very, oh, I, I like she's her very too. quirky. I like her. I just. I think if they wanted to present her and the kind of quirky Kendall way, they would edit it to be that way because I think she and Kendall are pretty similar. I think Kendall's way smarter, but I think that they're very similar types of people. Maybe. Um, and I think that they just didn't want to have that And that's edit. a shame because I want to find her more interesting. I find her lovely. I like her very much. I have nothing. I think that Looking at them together, I think that they belong together at this point. I don't know what else the, the show is going to show me. Um, I, I'm just not very... I don't find her interesting. I don't well, find Hannah B. very interesting either. I find her very... She's not... She's a little... I think she's perfect boring, for Colton. <laughs> but I I do find her very compelling. I'm always excited when she's on the screen, even though she doesn't really... They don't show her saying the whole me lot. Me too. I'm excited to see her when she's on the screen because I'm hoping that they'll show me more. And they never do. So, But we still have... And every once left. in a while, she's, she can be kind of funny. Yeah, that's true. So I can think, Hannah G. Hannah G's got this funny little sense of humor too. Yeah, and I think both of... That's a side of, that, of them that... Of both of them that's there and... For some reason, just because they're both so pretty and probably going to be the final two, their editing is bland. Yeah, their editing is bland because the person that wins is always bland. Yeah. So um, then it goes to the cocktail party, and Tasha has set up a Rapunzel style uh, dream lantern thing, floating lantern. So they get a floating lantern, and she's like, she start, she basically starts singing that I have a dream song from from Tangled. Almost. She's she like, says, you know, make a wish. Tell what your dream is to this lantern, and we will release it together. And is that I, from? Is that Rapunzelish? Well, the, 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 there's the song, and there's you don't remember Rapunzel? I do. I don't remember it super That's well. Like my favorite movie ever. I've seen it like two or three times, and I haven't That's seen it a so long time. So good. I know. Oh, that's my favorite. I love movie. it. <laughs> I love the uh, the duckling. Yeah. So scene. there's that. Her dream is to go see the lanterns, and she said, "This is Rapunzel, not Tasha, but it's Tasha's dream." Tasha's dream too. And um, Rapunzel goes, "I got a dream. I got a dream." Isn't that in the ugly, du- snuggly duckling? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. She's all right. like, "I just want to see the floating lanterns gleam, lanterns gleam." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So her dream is to see That's the lanterns. That's my favorite song in the whole movie. Is the snuggly duckling song. <laughs> and then um, her. And Tisha yeah. says that too. She says, "Well, you fulfilled one of my dreams to come to Thailand. And now I would like to fulfill another one of my dreams with you." Yeah, and, and it was the super lantern. sweet. And then, basically, still tangled because when she does, when Rapunzel finally does the 
release the lantern thing. Sorry, it was just so, super tangled is, to me. Isn't and that when they, goes, they kiss then or yeah, something? No, they don't kiss then, but they have their little, like, Weird mind song. reading song. Yeah. yeah, and she goes, like, um, you're mine. Oh, but later on when he's dying, he's she's like, you're my new dream. And he's like, and you're mine. But we kind of see that develop in the boat. So, basically, now they're each other's new dream. It's <laughs> Basically, this episode of The Bachelor was brought to you, was by, brought Rapunzel. To you by Rapunzel. So that was a big that now, was a big side. I thing. did want to mention this earlier too when we were talking about fashion and stuff. Thailand weather has played havoc on a lot of their hair, a lot of their hair and their skin too. And their skin, it's just not. It's a bit. Of I mean, a they're mess. still gorgeous, and I would love Demi's hair has been holding on though. Demi's hair can take it. Demi's hair has been great. Yeah, it's Absolutely. not. Yeah, it hasn't just been taking the weather. It is. It has been flourishing yes, in this weather. it has. She has amazing hair. Anyways, I thought Tasha's move, not just on the beach there, but throughout the episode, she was on point. She's doing yeah. great. And I think they're showing us that on purpose, because we know that some of the other girls are doing things for Colton, but her things are so sweet and yeah. so authentic. I think they might be setting her up to be the Bachelorette. I think she's a definite front-runner for I Bachelorette, think, especially now that Elise has sort of chucked that opportunity away. Yeah. I think that she... I honestly think that she's the only person from this season that could be a good Bachelorette. I think it's either got to be Tasha or someone from a past season at this point. Kaylin, I think, is still... And, I mean, I just said she chucked it away. I think I think Elise is still a really dark horse. I think Kaylin's a possibility. Tasha for sure. But other than that, I mean, if they really want to go... I like Kaylin, but I think Kaylin would be a boring bachelorette. If they really want to go off the deep end crazy, Hannah B would probably be <laughs> crazy television. That'd be horrible. I, I could not watch a whole I season of her talking in the right third now, person. But I could A whole see... season of us listening to... Like, crazy she'll be eyes. the only Hannah on the show, and she'd still be saying, Hannah B! Hannah B! Lecter! She, um... <laughs> But, well, okay, let me, in defense of Hannah B., I'm not really a big fan, but in defense of her, I want to say this episode, I did not see a crazy eye moment at all. Chilled out a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Then after Tasha does the Rapunzel moment for him, it shows them all doing a bunch of different things for him. Demi gives him trust rings and promises to um, communicate openly and always protect, protect him. Protect him, i.e. throw all the other chicks under the bus. <laughs> And then Kerpa flosses his teeth, which is, I think, is not just a romantic weird. thing to do at all. I just don't get, I don't know why Kerp is still here. I really, I like her. There's nothing, I think she's really cute and she seems pretty smart and sort of normal. I just don't get, I want the Bachelor pre people to show me why she's still here. You yeah. Know? I want to see I her see falling that. down and cutting her chin open. <laughs> And then, um, then it shows Onyeka talking to Demi. Now we're back to the Onyeka about Nicole. Nicole drama. Yeah. And <laughs> Demi's like, "Yeah, Onyeka, I think you should really, you should really do something about this." Because um, Onyeka's like, "I'm gonna drop it," and uh, Demi's like, "Okay, yeah, you should for sure drop it." And then she's like, "But maybe talk to Nicole or something like that." Like Demi's like doing her thing where she's manipulating without having anything to do with it. <laughs> And so then... Well, when Nicole and... Is this when Nicole and Colton finally chat? Yeah, this is okay. when they finally chat. So Nicole chat. and Colton finally chat. And she has this lovely, wonderful speech uh, where she says she's not she's not here to get out of Miami. She wants to find a real love. She doesn't want an Instagram husband. She wants to get married. She, she really believes in this. And she's really here to get to know him. 
And Colton says that he think he believes she's trustworthy. And at this point, it feels like, oh, thank God, we're going to move on. This is over. And then Nicole stupidly, dumbly succumbs to her, you know, fear and anger of an Onyeka and starts talking about how awful I she is. I think it stems from her insecurities, too. Yeah, I mean, but it's just I dumb. Think... It's just a dumb move. I love Nicole. I'm not... I love her, too. I think that she's just, just... She's made a horrible mistake. I think that she's so sensitive and so emotional that the pressure that Onyeka and probably the other producers were putting on her just made her snap. I don't think this is like her at all. If she just stopped there, she would have been golden for a week or two. Yeah. But I think she's going to go home now. Um, so... Uh, so she says, Onyeka's bullied me since I since the first day. Um, she told me I wasn't emotionally stable enough to date you, Colton. And she told me I'm not good enough for you, Colton. Colton's kind of over it. You can just tell that he wants to focus well, on the ladies. He picks up on trigger words whenever he has these conversations. Yeah. And in this instance, he picks up on bullying and belittling. Yeah. And he um, goes and he talks to... Is this when he talks to Onyeka, or do, do they talk together first? Um, but yeah, so Colton's talking to Onyeka, and he says um, that he always has a good time with her, and that he thinks she's really fun, but um, some con- some people have been concerned about her behavior, um, and about bullying. And he name-drops Nicole, and she she looks shocked. She's like, can't believe someone would have said this about her. And he tells her, he's like... Um, I think he's the one that mixes it, mixes it up. He, cause I think yeah, Nicole I think tells right. him emotionally unstable mm-hmm. and he goes to Onyeka and says, Nicole said that you said that she was mentally unstable and Onyeka was like, why I would never, I would never call anyone uh, mentally unstable. Anyone mentally unstable. And then five seconds cuts <laughs> away to her little private ITM thing and she says, Nicole is literally a psycho. <laughs> Coupled with, I would never spread a rumor. Coupled with, I was just telling him something that somebody else told <laughs> yeah, me. I mean, this, this so woman has, she has a problem with synonyms or definitions or whatever it is. Oh, she needs she, to borrow the vocab book. She does. She and Colton need to sit Colton, down with that vocab yeah, book they, and figure it out. <laughs> he, that's how he should have solved the issues. He should have had Onyeka and Nicole sit in a room together and he pulls out his little, his the little definition book. definition of rumor is... When you tell someone something that someone told you... <laughs> A synonym for psycho is mentally, mentally unstable. unstable. <laughs> um, oh, these people. And then he leaves Onyeka and he's talking to Katie. And um, they. Lovely, lovely Katie. Who's just gorgeous. And we just don't see enough of yes. her. Yes. Um, but on, uh, <laughs> it shows um, Onyeka and Nicole arguing. And she's like, Colton said that. You told him that I called you mentally unstable. I would never do that. And, and she Nicole like, says, "I said emotionally unstable." <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> Onyeka goes, uh, "Okay, yeah, I did say that, but like that's not the same thing." And Nicole's like, uh, "Yeah, 
<laughs> Might as well be. It's just the most ridiculous conversation. <laughs> the conversation has no basis in like reality at all. And we, and the whole time they're talking, their volume is getting louder and louder. Much like Ariel and I right now, their volume is getting louder and louder and louder, but not in a jovial, happy way like we are now. And they're and they're just arguing. And Colton's trying to talk to Katie, and he can't focus because they're just yelling at each other about the differences between mentally and emotionally unstable. And, and they show both Katie and Colton kind of looking over their shoulders at the two of the girls arguing. And, and Onyeka tells Nicole that Nicole doesn't deserve Colton, which I thought was a very mean thing to say. Bitchy, it's awful. Yeah. And Colton has to leave his conversation um, to go try to defuse this. And he's sitting there and he's trying to squeeze in words and they won't even let him talk. Well, even when he comes over there, they kind of shut up for a minute and they're kind of like, Oh, hi Colton. Um, hi. Can, what, but then they on? go right well, back at it. But then he says, Oh, nothing. I'm just here. I'm just here to listen. Right. He doesn't try to intervene at first. Mm-hmm. He's just here to listen. And, and at this point, the two of them should stop their bickering and focus their attention on Colton and say, oh, you know, I'm happy to be here, I enjoyed our day, what are we going to do tomorrow, whatever, you know, but instead, they sit there awkwardly for a second, and then they resume their bickering in front <laughs> of The Bachelor. Yeah. Have you and, not seen this show before, you people? And he leaves, and he looks so stressed, and Onyeka follows, and um, she's like, I'm sorry, I didn't want to put you in this position. And he's like, just leave me alone. So I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nicole goes and she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, are you okay? And she seems much more genuine than Onyeka. Yeah, but she's still messed up. Yeah. But, um, but she seemed much more concerned. I think Onyeka seemed more, um, she was like, I didn't mean to put you in the, this position. Yeah. Because she knows it's going to put her in a bad position. That's what she meant by that, I think. Well, Onyeka's goal, Onyeka is thinking about Onyeka. She's thinking about, you know, I gotta make, I gotta stay here as long as possible, and if that means throwing this woman and whoever else comes along under the bus, I'll do that. Worst comes to worst, I'll be on Bachelor in Paradise as a result of this. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nicole is just dealing with her tears and her emotions and trying to figure out what the hell is going on, and you know, she's also concerned about how she looks on camera, I'm sure, but she doesn't have that same, you know, how am I going to um, make the make the best of this franchise for myself mm-hmm. as Nicole as Onyeka clearly is. Yeah. Right? They have different responses to the stressfulness. Yeah. Um which is why I like Nicole better and Onyeka less. Yeah. And it shows also Nicole's just so sweet for the I most like part. Yeah. I like her. And well and, it, and she's just she's been so nice this whole season until yeah. this episode and she just snaps cuz and I've liked breaking her. I mean I've liked Onyeka here and there. I don't like her right now. Um, but I think this, the, the stress is affecting them both in different ways. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I don't know how accurate this is, but on the show Unreal, I don't know if anyone else watches it, Unreal is a show that's about a show like it's The Bachelor, parody. but it's it's kind of parroting it, yeah, but it's more pointing out what happens behind the scenes of shows mm-hmm. like this. And one of the things they talk about in this show, and I don't know if this really happens or not, but when they see that someone's starting to, like, Lose get it. close to losing it, mm-hmm. they'll um, lessen the amount of food they're getting or they'll push off their meals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they start getting hangry and they'll like also give them more alcohol too. And they deprive them of sleep. Mm-hmm. And so um, this the combination of the sleep deprivation and the hangriness and the alcohol 
can really take its toll on some of the people, and that's how they manipulate drama out of situations that really don't need drama, which is really horrible. And when I think about things like that, I'm like, oh gosh, maybe I shouldn't be watching this show, but also I'm going to do it anyway. Well, but a show like Unreal is going to overemphasize, I mean, that kind of thing. I hope. I hope. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So then, uh, the show ends and it says to be continued. To be continued with, with so... walking off angrily and one or two of the girls commenting, wow, he's walking off angrily. <laughs> the girls that commentate they're they're narrating the stuff we can clearly see you know <laughs> sydney's good at that and um i the other ones um i'm surprised sydney's yeah. still here i'd like to get to know her i mean i'd like to get to know sydney and kerba better which we probably will because probably onyeka and nicole are going on yeah um my sparkle squad this week was um elisa's exiting dress oh yeah that was beautiful I wrote I thought down, she looked gorgeous in it. Uh, my Sparkle Squad, I loved, like you said earlier, Tasha's red, um, pan, not pantsuit, but like two-piece suit. Yeah, her like, I don't think it was two-piece. I think it just had a back, a back cutout. Oh, okay. Well, it was a jumper with a cutout back because the okay. front was all there. It was beautiful. I also really liked Demi's little yellow two-piece. Her first adult dress. Yes, I thought she looked <laughs> they really... They grew up so fast. But she looked really, really beautiful. Um, From 12 to 22 in a week. And Tasha's Well, Tasha's other dress, that I think it was yellow dress at the end. That was really pretty. Do we um, want to go with... Who do we think our top four are now? I think mine are the same that we talked about last what week. What were yours last week? I don't remember. Um, Kaylin, Hannah G... Tasha and Cassie. Mine too, still. So. Although, you know who I think might, just by sheer force of Lecter will, might, <gasps> Hannah B. Lecter might shove herself into that mix. No further than slot four. No. Uh, no. So the top three are going to be, I think for sure at this point, Cassie, Hannah B., and Tasha. Hannah G. That's what, that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Hannah G. I agree. That's my top three. Ah, it's a toss-up between Hannah G and Kaylin for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But I'm I'm committed now. I think to I think I think Tasha's going to be third. Absolutely, I and think I think no that um, Hannah G and Kaylin, either one of them, whichever one's not number four, is going to be, be second. Second, yeah, and that could depend largely on hometowns. Yeah, but I would. I, I'm I my crazy card because she's crazy. <laughs> Hannah B. Lecter might just eke her way out just because she's going to keep eating those <laughs> dang bugs. And, and who... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And what what did she do the other week that was so crazy? She did something she else. She ate a fish eye. Oh, yeah. She keeps eating she's, weird crap. She's grody. She might make... <laughs> she, fourth place. She might, she might just eat his, eat his face off. Hannah B. Lecter. She ain't no for eating faces. <laughs> um, but yeah, who at this point who do you think is going to be Bachelorette? Um, okay, who do you think for Bachelorette? Do you think that they're going to pick someone from this season, or do you think they're going to pick someone from a past season? See, and if so, who do you think it is, or who do you think is most likely from each of those options? My dilemma is that I've only seen two Bachelor seasons, so I can't tell you who I think I would be batch who would be Bachelorette from. You've a seen previous some Paradise season. though. Um. I don't think anybody from Ari's season will be Bachelorette. And I don't know anybody else well enough to think they'll be Bachelorette. 
So I've just got to go with this season and say Tasha. Yeah, I think Tasha's the most likely person from this season. Absolutely. However, and I think I think at this point, now that I'm thinking about it and talking about it right now, and after finishing the episode, I think that it probably will be Tasha. But I do think that they could pull a fast one on us and pick someone from a past season. And if they did that, I think that it would probably be someone from next season. And I think that it would probably be Christina Shulman, um, because everyone loves her and she's just a sweetheart and she's so pretty and she just needs someone. And uh, not needs someone. Do I know her from? She wasn't on Bachelor. She was. She was on Bachelor. Uh, I don't think she was on the season. Did you watch the season with Dean? You should watch that. We'll watch that. Is he the one that did? He chose that. He chose somebody else above her that was hotter. Yeah, even though he basically said later that he felt a better connection with her. Dean is so, pardon me, effed up. He's yeah. I like. I like him. That's the thing is everyone likes Dean and everyone wants nothing to do with him because he's so he's he's, a broken man. He's so broken, poor guy. And he's he's in such. And he's aware. He's very self aware. Yeah, too. He's very self aware, and he's in this terrible love hate conflict with the whole Bachelor Nation thing, mm-hmm. which I think Nick is too. Yeah. And that that's not good. I think if it's not Christina though, if they did someone from a past season, I think that it could be Daniel or Danielle. Um, Danielle is the one the nurse. that I was hearing was like, she's like huge in um, ABC particular. She's working with Jimmy Kimmel right now. Okay. She's uh, she's doing The Bachelor where Jimmy Kimmel swipes on Tinder for her and then sets up Tinder dates and crashes the Tinder dates okay, with her. Okay, that's what I, I heard something about that. And then I also heard she's she's been on some other reality television show and she's well-loved by a lot of people. Yeah. So I've heard she's a frontrunner. I have no idea who she is or she, anything oh, about her. I love her. It was... Uh, I wouldn't, I, we don't need to watch next season, but maybe we should watch her one-on-one sometime. Because okay. her one-on-one's heartbreaking. She found her, she, she's a nurse, and she walked in and found her boyfriend had um, died and overdosed on oh, God. drugs. So, oof. Big oof. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I think. Let us know what you guys think. Um, yeah, how can who, they reach us? Yeah, because... beloved listeners, all seven of you. All seven of you. Um, or maybe more That's if you share generous. this with people. <laughs> yeah, you can email us at... Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Rosette's Podcast, and you can slide into our DMs, and we encourage you to like our posts. All the cool kids are doing it. Share it, and make other people listen to it with Your you mom guys, or follow know. it. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I know, sorry. <laughs> um... Your mom should know because it's a mother-daughter <laughs> podcast, so you should listen to it with them. But um, our email is rosettespodcast at gmail.com. And you should uh, subscribe to our podcast. And, and rate and review. Rate and review. We love hearing from you. And we really do. My understand. I don't really understand how all this algorithm stuff works on social media, but I do understand that if you rate and review, more people will more be people able to find More people will be find able us. to find mm-hmm. us. So... Um, please do that so more people will find us and also um, share our posts with other people and maybe get other people to follow us we'll follow them back and we'll like your posts like who wouldn't want an extra like on a picture this is the 21st century get with it (laughs) yeah we're all about we're super enthused about sharing you after you share us I don't think that makes sense mom (laughs) I think she means we're cool with following each other on Instagram (laughs) She's not running the page, obviously. 
Although she does have an Instagram. she I do, yeah. And it's sort of active. But yeah, so please do that. We're very excited. And please let us know what we can do to um, make this listening experience the most pleasant one possible and most enjoyable. Because we want to talk about things that you want to hear. Um, and let us know if there's anything that you're like, listen, you're a daughter and you're a mom. What are your generational like difference in opinions about a certain bachelor or dating topic? Holla, because it is sometimes we do talk about what we're watching on the show, yeah. and we I mean have if, very different opinions. If people did ask us questions either on social media or via email, then we could have like a little mailbag segment and Q and A. Yeah, that'd um, be fun. And we are this this episode's shorter than most of our episodes have been. The one feedback we are getting is that you guys really like listening to us, but that we are a little bit long, and we do talk a lot. Um, which, you know, is unfortunate because we, sometimes we well, talk as if we're lives. forgetting, yeah. <laughs> we, for, we, we forget that we're recording and we're just talking as if it's just us on a, like a little road trip talking about the bachelor. So we, we will try to make a better plan and better outline of what we're talking about. So it goes by faster. Um, this week has been shorter than most of our episodes. So we're excited about that. And yeah, we're very excited to visit with you guys next week. For do we know where we're going next week for the bachelor? No, I haven't. I haven't been able to determine that. I don't want to get any spoilers, so I haven't googled it. Okay. Oh yeah, we are spoiler free as well. But um, um, but I, yeah, I looked at the preview a couple times. And it doesn't seem to say anything. The preview looks like Demi's having a bad week next week. Bummer. Yeah. So we'll see. She finally won me over, and now <laughs> I don't want to lose Demi yet. So yeah, we will um, see you guys next week when we cry for Demi together. I guess. <sighs> We'll see. If you want to DM or email us who you think should be on Paradise, please do. And we'll talk about that in the next episode, too. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Happy Bachelordom. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.